Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Faith Frequency here at Christ Church. I'm here with Brian Penter, Education Associate, and I'm Chad Gurley. And um, before we get started, a couple of things. There's noise because Christ Church is going under a restoration. Um, many of you saw the video outside of our building. Um, the, there's scaffolding going up and they're replacing some bricks and things, so apologize for that. There's also a big fly in my office and it's kind of moving around everywhere, so it's distracting, but, um, but it's here. It is now, so we will deal with it accordingly. <laughs> um, and I just want to say a few words. We've gotten some emails and some very nice feedback from people who are listening to these podcasts. And I just want to say thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate the yeah. kind words. And we appreciate your interest in this. It's yeah. great. That's why we keep doing it. Thank you so much. So the world today is just a bit nuts all the way around. It is nuts. And I think many of us are probably feeling a sense of angst. Angst is maybe a good word for it. Um, A restlessness. Uh, Restlessness, yes. A wanting something else, wanting something more. I don't know. It's what? What do you? What is a restless heart? Is that what we're we're in? We're well. We're in that. uh, In many ways, I think we're we're yearning and longing for a different kind of world, a different kind of life than what we have now. We. And it's a healthy sign on balance because we know that things can be different and things can be better. And I think when we feel restlessness, that on balance is a healthy sign. It means we're not in depression. If we didn't feel restlessness, it would mean that something's wrong. Yeah. So restlessness is, is a healthy sign. I think on a fundamental level, even beyond what's happening in the world of politics and everything else, we all have a deep-seated restlessness that is natural to us as human beings. Right, and I, I think that that's, it's a spiritual restlessness within yeah. each of us yes. that, that may or may not be affected by, by circumstances that are going on in the world. It's, are we just, as human beings, do we fundamentally have a restless heart? We do. Well, Professor Ryan put it this way. He said, cattle munch grass contentedly in meadows and humans smoke grass discontentedly in bars (laughs) and why is that because animals are not deep and human beings are you know we're deep because as christians is in our theology we say we're made in the image and likeness of god and god is infinite so there's a part of us that has that yearning for the infinite and that's never going to be satisfied on this side of heaven. You know, there's, there's an opening in us that is immeasurably deep. And that's where that restlessness comes from. And so in feeling this way, what do, what do we do with it? Are we, should we try to find ways to get over it? No, that would be a, <laughs> that would be a pointless struggle. <laughs> that would be a battle that you're going to lose. And this is something that human beings have struggled with since we've been able to articulate how we're feeling, even in antiquity. I think Plato said something like, we're fired into life with a madness that comes from the gods. 
hmm. that uh, actually I have it written down here that that would have us believe that we can have great love, perpetuate our own seed, and contemplate the divine. Now notice he doesn't say we're born quietly and we're placed into a crib very gently, and we're at peace. No, he says it's fire. We're, we're this this comes from the gods. This comes from an infinite place. So that that will never be satisfied in us. There's always going to be some level of restlessness. I think that it really hits us, especially at puberty. That's an hmm. energy that's meant to drive us out of the house. Yeah. I mean, any parent who has teenagers, you know that they might be living under your roof, but they're really gone. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time until they're not living under your roof physically, but in a way that that energy drives them out and it takes a long time for them to get back home. It might take 30 or 40 years for that to happen, but nature does that to us, it's important. Is there, I mean, how does, I think when we think about a restless heart, we're thinking about our present moment, this, this moment that we're in right now, this, uh, this life that we're living right now, um, and we're not, and that's where the restlessness comes from. But how, I think that somehow our past must affect it. And somehow our, you know, trying to envision some future, like where am I going to be? And where do, what do I need to do? How do I need to aspire? Um, what is my ambition? Is all about future tense. So... You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're in this we're in this present middle place. How do those affect us? Yeah, that's and I think that's the hard thing. That's the struggle is being able to be present to this moment. And because our restlessness, it makes us want to look over the horizon. Are we trying to escape it? It's escape. Some isn't of it, it some of it might be that or it's what a lot of young people today call FOMO. F O M O, fear of missing out. Hmm. Meaning there might be something better that I could be doing. Or there's something else that somebody's doing that is more exciting, more interesting. There's more life in it than what I'm doing. And this trickles down even in small ways. People have a hard time keeping commitments, large and small. They get restless and they... Uh, I'll speak to my own, my own experience. When I was a young man, I switched jobs half a dozen times. Me too. <laughs> in, in just a few years. I mean, it's not, it's not one of the admirable traits of our generation, but it was, oh, well, no, I'm going to find, I'll be happy. Find the yeah. thing. I'm going to find the thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the truth is that we, one of the things we have to accept about this restlessness, and this is the first step on the road to being able to carry it with some kind of integrity, is to acknowledge that I am limited to right here, right now, in this place, with this set of commitments, with this relationship, with this job, and I have to be able to find peace and some meaning in, in this moment. It's, if, 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 first of all, accepting that limitation. You know, Thoreau had a, a great observation about this. He was talking about middle-aged people. And he was trying to get the point of we be accepting what is in this yeah. moment. Oh and my he, gosh. He said, he said when, when we're young, we imagine we're going to build a bridge to the moon. And then sometime in midlife, we assemble all the materials we've collected and we build a woodshed. <laughs> and you, we have to be able 
to be comfortable with the wood shit. Yeah. And that's a part of it, is accepting the limitations. I can't be everywhere. I can't have the whole world. I can't drink it all in. That's extremely I, difficult. I can't embrace it all. We want to, because that's the, that's the God in us, the image of God in us that wants that. But because we're human, we can't have that. So the first step, I think, is accepting that. This, this is what it means to be human, is to have these limitations. And that goes, and then that speaks to the past. I mean, we kind of have to let go of the past and say, well, this is where I am right now. You know, that's I can't right. change anything that's happened before, but this is, this is the moment that I'm in right now. That's right. Well, we can talk about that in a future podcast is, is one of the, to be happy, we need to be mature. And one of the things we need to be mature is we can't live in the past. We have to be able to let go of what was because it's over and done with. We can't change it. And the future is beyond our immediate control. Yeah. We have this moment. And that's a part of, of coming to terms with the restlessness is accepting accepting this moment. So do we struggle with that? It, is there a point at which we actually can, maybe through meditation or just through prayer, come to a place where we do appreciate the moment? And then what do we do following that? Well, we still have a restless heart, right? I, I, yeah. Oh, we're always going to have that. And, and we should. It's healthy to have that. I think that things like meditation, Zen meditation especially, that helps us come into the present moment. That's a way of saying to our ego, I'm, you're going to take a rest right now, and we're going to be still. Right. And we're not going to obsess about what happened or plan for the future, analyze everything. We're just going to be present to this moment because this is all we have. Right. This is all we have right now. Um, and that's hard to do because we have a culture that actually aggravates this restlessness in so many ways. Yeah. With things like Facebook. Oh, I think yeah. of that. You look at that and you see what everybody else is doing, which of course is not what they're doing. It's the persona that they want to present to the right, world. Right. But you think, oh my God, look at what he's doing. Look at this vacation they went on. And, oh, they went to Disney World and they're out to dinner. You think, right. I'm missing out. Right. So we. Why am I at home watching Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this all gets aggravated. We, we torture ourselves. We're torturing yeah. ourselves in yeah. this. I think we need to recognize that. Um, but I think one of the most important things we can do is what we're doing right now. We're naming this. We recognize that this is, this is a reality. I think a lot of people, they feel this restlessness, especially young people, and they think something's wrong, and they need to upend their lives. And I have a friend who he, he works in, in a high school, teaches high school, and we were talking about this. He said, I've seen a lot of very good teachers, young teachers, people have a lot of talent and potential who leave because they're feeling restless restless and they think there's something better out there hmm. um, but you know i've also heard that the restlessness can also be god speaking saying that maybe you need to make a change maybe, maybe. you need to do something different yeah that's where we need discernment because right. sometimes it is that and sometimes it's just our natural restlessness right yeah and i think we have to be careful about that which, which brings up a good point. This energy is powerful, and all, no energy is friendly because it, it wants to take over. It wants, it wants all of us, and we have to treat it with respect. You know, energy is not friendly. Uh, That's interesting. I've yeah, never thought about that. And energy, it, it's imperialistic. It wants all of us, and we have to be careful how we handle it. I mean, we can recognize that. Like, l look at the it's sexual energy. 
Look at all the da- uh, harm that can cause when yeah. it's not treated with respect. Yeah, and that's true. like a fire that can burn people severely. Yeah, um, and it, restless energy has the same thing. It's it's a sacred fire. It's placed in our hearts by God, and and we need to we need to learn how to carry it with some kind of integrity so it doesn't burn us up. So what is God doing with it? It's what it's what propels us forward. It's what it is what it's it's what inspires creativity. Huh. It's what makes us search to find meaningful friendships. You know, we all have that desire yeah. to find a soulmate, and yeah. that's not necessarily that's not a marriage thing. But that's that person with you have a, a spiritual and a moral affinity with them. Yeah, and of course, there's a great reward that comes from that. But this the the longing we feel can sometimes be unbearable yeah that's hard we want to find meaningful work that's important we all have a gift each of us has I'm convinced has a unique gift to bring to the world that only we can bring but we need to fu- we and we need to find the way we need to find the world's need where does our gift meet the world's need nice yeah and that's that's a struggle that's a part of the restlessness yeah and we're not always going to be happy doing that you know happiness and meaning do not always go hand in hand. Right, right. I don't, you know, happiness is is so is one thing, and I think that this contentment and joy in the moment is different. It's completely different. I mean, one way you could look at it is uh, this is a good one I, I heard from Ronald Rollheiser. He was talking about happiness versus meaning, and he said, "Imagine Jesus on the cross. If you said to him, hey, are you happy?'" Are you happy with your life choices and your vocation? Right. Did this work out? Is this leading you to happiness? He's probably going to say, no, I'm, right. not, I'm not happy right now. Right. But if he said, is there meaning in what you're doing? Yeah, there's deep meaning yeah. in what's happening. And I think maybe that can help reorient our perspective. We will not always have happiness, but if we can find meaning, I think that's even more important because that, that's what will sustain us over the long haul. I mean, it... If I made a lot of money, I'd be happy. Uh, but would there be a lot of meaning in that? Meaning is the is the nourishment. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean that's what makes life, right? Yeah, I mean of course it's, if you can if you can make a lot of money or you can you know take care of yourself and your family and have meaning is wonderful. Yeah. But but I think meaning is what sustains us. Um, yeah, some ways that, that occur to me that we for us to deal with this spiritual task of, of our restlessness is uh, we need to find a community of people that we can share this with. Yes. We can have heartfelt conversation and share these longings and these feelings. Somebody who can receive it and can empathize with us. Yeah. I think that's what we need to use church for. I think that we don't we don't use church for that a lot of times. We just kind of come in and go out. But we having church helps us to realize the people that are in our midst that are actually community that we can talk about these deep questions with yeah. you know yeah and we have a, a tradition that gives us a, a lot of wisdom about this i mean even in the book of ecclesiastes whoever wrote that book understood this they have a quote and i think i have it here in front of me about um the sense of the infinite that god puts in our minds and uh anyway i can't find it but um 
Oh, here it is. God has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, God has put timelessness in the human mind, yet so that we cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. Wow, that just totally speaks to everything we've been discussing. Yeah, so there's, there's a solidarity in this that's, yeah. that goes back to our ancestors in this faith. They understood this, and they're trying to give us some wisdom about this. Maybe an image I could leave you with is in the, in the Gospels, I think in Luke, it talks about Mary, the mother of Jesus, pondering things, that she pondered mm. all this in her heart. Yeah. To ponder means not that you're thinking about something or analyzing or trying to, to solve a problem, but you just hold it. You sort of hold it in this silence. You don't understand it. You recognize that this is not easy, but you also know that this tension is going to take you somewhere. Yeah, yeah. To carry the tension with integrity until it takes you where it wants to take you. Yeah. And as I said, we can't do that alone. We, we need a community to do that. Well, this was awesome. Thank you. I think we have a lot to think about as we move forward. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Stay tuned for another episode coming soon. Yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. All right. Bye.